Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. Friday. I'm like trying to cram in so many things in like the next three hours, but I'm determined to do it. You got plans? Well, so one of the ladies I work with quit a few weeks ago, which I believe I told you about. Then when the other ladies I worked with, uh, her, she went into labor four weeks early. Oh God. And I have two new people on the team and, like, one other girl who's, like, kind of sort of trained on what I do, but not really. And and I'm leaving for Alaska in, like, a week and a half. Jealous. It's a shit show. So, works is crazy. But then I'm meeting Nick's parents for dinner at 630, and I still want to get my run in. So, I was like, we got to do our thing. A little earlier. Look at you. Meanwhile, Look at me multitasking is... like a queen. So this excited. is the first day in a while that I haven't had jack squat to do. That's amazing. Isn't it wonderful when you don't have anything to do? It is the most wonderful. How did I function when Arrow was on the air? You keep asking this question. And because we, it... The answer is you didn't. I didn't. I like, because I was like, I was working I guess I, I mean, I was working when Arrow was on the air, but I feel like my job, like my, I was like more flexible. I think you had a less impact, high impact job. Yeah. It was like lower key and I didn't need to like, it wasn't like a strict eight to five. It was like, do your crap whenever. So I could blow off a shit ton of stuff during the day. (laughs) And then I would work at night. Yeah. You did not have a strict schedule. No. And I slept a lot. You did. During the day, too. So. <laughs> I just marvel at my insanity. Because, man. It I was have no insanity. time. There's no time. There's no time. Okay, so are we going to talk about Colton? I want to talk about Colton first. Oh, yeah. Because Colton Haynes wrote a tell-all. He's the first of the cast members to write his memoirs. God bless his messy little soul. And what? I mean, is he even 30 years old yet? He's an infant. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) So they were kind of getting it. He was not kind of. He was getting into Arrow and why he left. So I didn't realize. See, this is why I don't remember. There's parts of season seven. I just said, like, what happened? So I guess. When's he talking about when he left? Is he talking about when he left in season whatever it was? Yeah. The way I read it was hang on I'm gonna reread it arrow beef (laughs) I love okay air okay Colton Haynes the real Colton Haynes reveals the real reason he left ahead of the final season okay so 
Beth Short said that Haynes would not be continuing as a series regular during the 10-episode farewell run. Even though he had reprised his role as Roy Harper and he was a series regular in season seven. Which I don't think we knew that. I didn't think I didn't know he was that series regular role. I was not paying attention, I guess. Yeah, because he well, well, because it really only mattered for flash forwards. Um, because he had a falling out with Thea, he was exiled to Lian Yu. So yeah, I do, and I had a big part of like, you know, Lee or William going to find him. Um, yeah, okay. Then again, Haynes' series, thank you, TV line. Then again, Haynes series regular status in season seven was ultimately a bit misleading seeing as how he appeared in fewer than half of the 22 episodes yeah that was my other thing because i was like i don't remember him being in that many episodes in season seven yeah uh, if you ask me be like name which episodes he was in i'd be like <laughs> yeah okay so I don't this know. Is what, yeah so this is what he said on twitter he said i didn't exit at the time this is what he said on twitter i didn't exit the last season of arrow I was asked not to come back for the final season as a series regular. I don't remember any of this happening. Like, none. Okay, so now in his memoir that he wrote at 22, um, he said, I had to walk away from my full-time job on Arrow at the beginning of the year, supposedly because my contract had ended. But it was really because I was too depressed and I couldn't stand working with one of my castmates. So this is about who did he work with in season seven. I couldn't tell you if I had a gun to my head. I feel like he's talking about Willa. But I mean, was Willa, Willa was even kind of a, Willa seven? was kind of a mess at the time, wasn't she? She was kind of a mess. Well, I think you, I came up with Willa. You came up with Steve. Well, Steve's always my answer. Steve's always your answer <laughs> for everything. But Steve and his problematic ass. Um. Yeah, I'm really trying to remember. Colton I don't know who he had scenes with. Uh, to be honest, I really don't. I don't. Okay, I'm going to Colton's IMDb. God, Callie, we're old. We have like we just not on it with our episode memorization. Like I feel like if this was a listening, we'd be like, oh yeah, episode seven oh five. Well, no, Colton, it, we're like, here's the truth of it. If it was pre season six, I would know. Yeah. We got tired. <laughs> I, was, I was very tired. We were tired by seven. We just wanted to have some babies. Okay, let me look at what... Okay, he was in... Oh, he was in a fair share. He was. He was in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Um, man, people are going to have to do some research on this for us. Was who was Colton acting with in season seven the most? I wouldn't. It, would it have been the Flash Forward crew? Oh, oh, girl! I didn't even think of that. Well, I'm, I'm checking. He was in the Flash Forwards. I'm checking. I'm checking. I'm checking Willa. And see what Willa was doing in season seven. I don't know. Was he in very many episodes of her? I don't recall that. That's what I'm saying. I don't think she was in. I don't think so either. I don't think oh, he was in. I didn't even think about the Flash Forward crew. Okay, hang on. I'm looking. I'm looking. 
Okay, so Willa was only in two episodes in 2019, which was season seven. So it can't be Willa. But he was acting quite a bit. You know what? It might be Katie Cassidy. Because, no, wait, Emily was still around. So no, it wouldn't have been Katie. There were no, yeah, he was just with the Flash Forward crew. Because he wasn't really... He was still off doing his Roy thing. Maybe, Fuck, maybe it was the Roy storyline. Oh, who couldn't he stand out of the Flash Forward crew? Who's he acting with? Man, I gotta rewatch some Colton Haynes scenes. Get to it, fandom. We need help. I need someone to rewatch the episodes that Colton Haynes is in in season seven and tell us who he's acting with the most. Well, and it doesn't say who he was acting with the most was the reason. I just assumed just that if you're leaving with period. Yeah, I just assumed that if you're leaving the show, it because of, you couldn't stand someone that you're working with, you would be working with them a lot. Well, here's the thing: what you got to understand is it's not necessarily working with them a lot, just having to work with them. Like, think of your worst enemies. Yeah, that's fair. And like any day you have to even cross paths with them, you're just like, this is the worst. I hate this. I'm and if you're already take... depressed, you're just yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with it. I'm learning to take Willa off the board, though. Yeah, I think you gotta. Because she just wasn't around. And I that... think they always got along. Really I, well. I never heard him have a bad, anything bad to say about Willa. And we know it's not Emily because like he loves he left her. that super gushy oh like, yeah dedication to her they're like best friends i'm not even like emily wasn't even in consideration so really this boils down to three groups flash forward crew in which case it couldn't be steven which it can't be steven or it's present day crew which is katie cassidy david ramsey and um steve and Emily. You know, I saw, I saw yesterday you know, somebody suggested David Ramsey and another person replied and I <laughs> snort I let out. Uh, and I can't even say it with a straight face. They, no, the person, they said David Ramsey and somebody's like, it could never be David Ramsey. Everybody always loves David Ramsey and no one's ever had a problem with him. And I tell you what, I snorted so much, I made myself <laughs> cough. I made myself cough. I know too much. I know you have to stop. Uh, <laughs> it hurt, uh, Jen. It hurt. Just let it go. There was pain. Just let it go. It's bad for me. I need sympathy for my pain. <laughs> Take some drugs and let it go. Thank you. I think that it's yeah. got to be either Katie Cassidy, because Steve was in prison for half the season. I don't think he ever had. I don't think it was Katie Cassidy. I can't think of any scenes he would have had with her. It's got to be someone from the Flash Forward crew. Maybe he doesn't like working with Cat McNamara. Did he work with Cat McNamara? Maybe he doesn't like Ben Lewis. He doesn't like Ben Lewis. Maybe could it have been was Katie Cass? No, because Katie Cassidy wasn't in the Flash Forwards because yeah, he was strictly in Flash Forwards because he wasn't in town. He what Roy wasn't around present day. This is all about getting him off Lee and you and then finding Felicity in the Flash I think there forward. was like maybe one or two episodes where he was in modern day. But most yeah, of it's it got to be Flash Forward crew. 
All right. I'm putting my money on Kat McNamara. I love her. No, I'm not, me. Putting, I'm not putting money on Kat McNamara. I say Ben Lewis or Juliana Harkaday. Oh, I didn't think of that either. Jesus. There's too many possibilities. <laughs> if you really want to drill down to it. Um, yeah, this is a really, this is a brain tease. I really wish, um, he just spilled the tea. I know, right? If you're going to do a tell all, you got to tell all. Just like, tell me, man. Just give me the name. Just What's like, what do you care? Limitations? Do you have an NDA? When does it expire? Come right. On, don't put like, out your talk to a lawyer. Until that expires. Come Make on. Make sure you're not doing any of that defamation shit. And give me a name. I want a name. I'm so curious right now. I don't know. Colton, Colton's kind of a messy dude. I feel like I feel like like it would have been very up and down with him. Like from yeah. a neutral perspective, like pretend you're best Schwartz. Like it's he seems to operate very much from like an emotional up, standpoint. Yeah. Very manic. So, yeah like yeah which is fine to have those problems but that gets difficult to manage on a television well, especially show when you've got a huge ensemble cast yeah and it's like who's the weak link here okay it's you Bob. right and yeah. especially since and if he was depressed yeah that's not great so i can understand maybe why they backed off of him a little bit oh, yeah. but it sounds like he backed off too i totally understand it it seemed like he backed off too. So, which is understandable. I mean, would you want to be working on a television show for 18 hours a day? No. When you're depressed? I mean, not even when I'm not depressed. I wouldn't. Even when, yeah. <laughs> I can't. Here's the thing the only thing that kind of irritates me about the whole thing is how, as soon as somebody talks about beef with an Arrow cast member, everybody in our fandom always jumps to Katie Cassidy. Well, sure. Always. And I find that irritating because wait a minute. Are you headed down a road here where, where you're defending Katie Cassidy? Because yes, I like need I to like I need to like stamp this. Does someone have like an engraver? Okay, let's go. I'm ready. Here's the thing. I don't have a problem with Katie Cassidy. Mm. I don't. I thought you did. No. Not I had a problem while. with Laurel. Like, I did, but then we have a problem with Laurel. It's, it's around the time I actually became a Taylor Swift fan. It's like I really have kind of changed the way I approach female, like actresses, musicians, celebrities, whatever who who get a lot of hate. Mm. And I just I don't I don't see the value in it. You know I don't know her. I don't. Well, you know what I, I mean. I just I don't. I feel icky about it you know i feel icky and and i don't so i don't i don't hate her i there's there's no reason to hate her she's never done anything to me so well <laughs> i think like i think what has impacted the fandom is i feel like i'm gonna lay a lot of this at steven's feet he was pretty oh, yeah. oh he he egged it on yeah he was <laughs> pretty open and i think it's really easy to take negative feelings of laurel and then that's a very easy line to oh, yeah. cross no, one hundred percent. You can. And I think some of the Laurel stuff she and, did and was shady. I think she did some shady stuff while the show oh, was I'm on. I'm sure she did, but who the fuck on that cast didn't do shady shit? 
I mean, it's Hollywood guys. They're all a little bit. Come on. Like, what are you dealing with? They're just like. It's just, it's, it's a dog eat dog world out there. I don't even like the way people constantly attack Steve's wife. I mean, that tells you where yeah, I'm Yeah, that makes me uncomfortable too. So it's just like, I don't know. I don't, that irritates me a little bit how everybody always jumps to that because it, it feels like it makes the Elicity fandom the joke that the rest of the Arrow fandom thinks we are. You know I, don't, I, mean? I don't. I don't want to go that far. I think. I think people are coming from a legit historical perspective on her, and I think there were times where she said things that were dismissive. But at the same time, she was promoting her character, right? And she was a little. Like, again, she didn't really know what was going on with the rest of the show. But, you know, that never pissed me off with her. I just no. was like, like, I just was like, just stop listening to her. She doesn't know what exactly. she's talking about. It's, it's, so that's just the move thing. on with it's the like day. You don't have to, just because you don't hate her doesn't mean you have to love her. You, but, don't, you don't have to support her. You don't have to like her. But it's like, at the same time, she was no threat. And everybody well, no, is always don't like her. her around acting like she is a threat and it's like no she's not no, she never I don't, was I don't think people I think when they jump to that conclusion I don't think it's because they think she's a threat to Elicity or any of that I think they're I think a lot of it's based off of Steve oh. and David's stories that were oh, clearly yeah. Yeah. about no, her I mean, I'm not talking about like why they're they're jumping to it now I'm just talking about like everybody has the negative feelings about Laurel so we have to transfer it to the actress who plays Laurel yeah. You know what I, mean? I, I I legitimately didn't have as I had a I had a lot of beef with Laurel. Am I a huge Katie Cassie fan? No, not no, really. No. But did I agree with all the stuff of. that she said? No. Do I think she was difficult to work with at times? One hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I don't blame people for automatically thinking. Oh, probably like if you had to pick. I think well, I think outsiders. Oh, you're just picking Katie because you don't like oh, Laurel. Yeah. No, which I don't, I, to me, I get a little bit more defensive of the Elicity fan. I'm like, no, that's not what they're doing. They're just like, there's like, there's history here, peeps. There is now, history. but at the same again, time, we make the same remarks about Steve. Why? Because Steve is problematic. Steve deserves <laughs> it. Um, here's the thing: is Steve is Steve more problematic? I want to clear something up real quick. Probably. Can I clear something up real quick? Yeah, lay it on me. I don't blame people for assuming Katie Cassidy. But my beef, my only concern, my only, like, irritation is, is that often seems to be people's default setting. Like, they hear beef with an Arrow cast member yeah, without learning anything about, like, when or who that person was acting with, like, we're trying to figure out with Colton here. They immediately jump to Katie Cassidy. I mean, my brain goes there. She's always the first one I think of. And then I kind of have to like retool and be like, well, was he working with her? (laughs) Which in season seven, no. I guess. I mean, I don't want to come off as some sort of Katie Cassidy apologist far fucking from it, but like, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I, to me, cast reactions to her kind of cloud my perceptions just because it seemed like, there's a lot of tension. There just seemed like a lot of tension and that they didn't get along. I think, listen, they did their, Emily did her level best, like, you know, and doing their little swimming in front of the paparazzi in season three and look, we're besties. And, you <laughs> God, know, that was hilarious. Like, like that 
whole season, it was all about the PR and, oh, look, Katie, let's get along with us. So I think, you know, I think people kind of like saw through that and was like, eh. So I, that's how I felt, at least. I was like, this does I not really seem. have always felt that like the only people that got along with Katie Cassidy and not even just like, not friends, but though like could get along with her were like Emily and that's why they did a lot of PR. Yeah, and, and think, Katie Lotz yeah. and Juliana Harkavay. Like, yes. they're the only people that tolerated her. Yeah. So, therefore, we got lots of PR of them together because nobody else would do it. For Juliana Harkavay, it benefited her to... Oh, 100%. Be friendly with Katie because I don't think she want. I don't think you would want to come off as, like, you're trying to take... Laurel yeah. Lance's place especially as the when new Black Canary. Already happened. Right, especially when that character's fan base is already pissed off that she's People not on taking the show. Her place. <laughs> right, that you took her place. Exactly. <laughs> so, tread that line carefully, kids. Um, everybody liked Emily because she was sunshine. And yeah, I would say, yeah, the women. Who's the other woman? There weren't a lot of women on the show. Oh, I know she roomed with Katie Lotz. I know they were like legit friends. Katie Lotz went to her wedding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They became real friends. I They're believe, like legit. I 100% believe the story. Yeah. That that there was adversary between them at first. Yeah. But then they became friends. Yeah. Like, I, I 100% believe that. Like everybody accepted their fate and this is what it is. Yeah. And we're just going to get along. Just like instead of sitting here making everybody or maybe she found out story. sarah was gonna die at the end of the season two and she's like oh maybe that's so bad <laughs> beginning of season two but yes beginning no, of season, beginning of season right. three sorry beginning of season three yeah we're like maybe that changed things oh you're nice that's oh fun. i like you I, I i will lay a whole hefty amount of people's perceptions of katie cassidy on david and steven's feet oh 100 percent they they Talk trash maybe about her. that's why I feel icky a lot. About it. I don't like taking men's words for it when it comes to like how we should feel about women. Well, you're really we really shouldn't talk about the Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, well, I have nothing to say about that because I don't give it. You know, like it's got, like okay, yeah, I got no dog. I got, it was fight. kind of a wash at the end of it, anyways, because like I don't think anybody's going to enforce anything. I really don't. Yeah, she doesn't have ten million dollars. Yeah, and I don't think it looks good for him to enforce the payment. No. I don't think that was his goal. I think he just wanted to get his story out there. Which, okay, he did that. So, moving on. Moving on. Exactly. Moving on is good. Well, I have barely watched anything. Because, really? yeah. Because, okay, here's the girl. story. <laughs> this is, like, really upsetting. So, my kid decided, of course, the final season. I love her. But she's like, oh, I want to watch Stranger Things. It's not so the final now, season. Well, isn't it? It's not the final season. I thought we were like four was like it. No, they're apparently they're doing a season five. That's what I heard. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. then maybe I don't care so much. Okay, and she wants so like she's binging it, and then we're gonna watch season four together. So we, I haven't watched. We any just of it. caught up on season four last night, and I haven't gotten to see Top Gun yet. We're going on Saturday, and I haven't watched. You any have to see it. It is. I know. So I want to see it so good. Like, I want to see it so bad. I'm uncomfortable being this excited about a Tom Cruise movie, but it's Maverick. I mean, I like Tom Cruise in his lane. You know what I mean? This is extremely his lane. This is 
this is pure. This is one hundred pure, unadulterated Tom Cruise. This as is I like, like what him Tom Cruise was genetically bred in a lab to be. To was be. this movie? <laughs> and then you hand him to me in this format on a platter, and he says no words. Notice I haven't seen him giving interviews. There's no interviews. There's no Oprah couch. There's no new girlfriend. Just shut up. Put the suit on. Jump in the plane. So, uh, before I get to Stranger Things, because I wanted to say some things about that. Yeah. Um, okay. Top Gun, I will say, if you've been hearing that it's a great movie and you need to see it in the movie theater, believe those people. You, It is a great movie and you do need to see it in the movie theater. It is the best theater experience. Like, when I think of pre-COVID going to a movie theater, like, the really mm-hmm. fun movies to go see in a movie theater, we're yeah. just about seeing the amazing effects on a big screen. Of course, that is absolutely part of it. But also part of it is just like seeing it with the audience. Yeah, with people. Yeah. Exactly. And this is exactly one of those movies where you're seeing it with people and it's kind of like a group bonding experience. Kind of like how Endgame was in some theaters. You know, it was just like that kind of camaraderie. Everyone's crying together. We're all cheering together. Yes, exactly. And so this was like that sort of movie. Like you really felt it as, as a crowd watching it together. You know, and and it was it was really nostalgic for the eighties one, but better. I mean it's like, totally geared towards our generation. Oh, yeah. I mean but, but even then, even if you aren't Gen X, like it's 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 very nostalgic for the original movie, but it's better than the original movie in every way. Like, yeah. Every I mean honestly way. when you looked at we rewatched it because Lauren's gonna come with, and she had never we rewatched it last week too. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch some Top Gun, and she was really funny. Um, it was right before Goose died, right before. She's like, nothing's really happening. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, what do you mean nothing's happening? Tom Cruise is in a flight suit. He's uh, you know, doing hitting some volleyballs half naked. That's a movie. That's for sure a movie. <laughs> In the 80s, that was absolutely a movie. We're like, what else do you need to know? Russia bad? I mean, it's got all the great elements. (laughs) We've tried to explain to her like a dozen times that anytime, anywhere, any movie between 1980 and 1994, (laughs) Russia is great evil. Like, yes. And that, there's no explanation. It just is. They're just the, real, they're the bad guys. They're like, she's just like, guys. why are they the bad guys? No, 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 no. And I will, I will discuss more of the Russia is the bad guys in the Stranger Things segment of. I was hoping they were going to carry that uh, through a little bit more. From, I from thought, season from three, you mean? Season three. I thought that was an interesting little through line. Oh. They carry it. Trust me. Okay, I was like, we gotta so, keep that rolling. I guess we're moving on to to Stranger yeah, Things because so I got Stranger some things, things thoughts and. Okay, so it's this season is, um, the first part is only seven episodes, but they're really long episodes. Okay, like most episodes are at least an hour, if not longer. Ooh. I think the last episode that we just saw, the the last one of Volume One, was an hour and a half, and Ooh. I think. The two, there's only two episodes in volume two that air in July, and they're like an hour and a half and two and a half hours long. Like, this feels these are very legit- Game of Thrones. 
these are legit like they're it's like a movie and you watch and when it's the episode is done you're like panting like you just ran a marathon because you're like oh my god <laughs> it's well, is... stranger things i've been trying to explain to lauren like oh my gosh she'll end the episode and she's like oh i have to watch the next one and we're like this is the thing every episode of stranger things ends on a cliffhanger that's how you end up bidging it in one night like me <laughs> i mean that's legit <laughs> this this season every but nobody is all together at once like you've got the hawkins crew you've got the oh interesting the california crew you've got the adults going to alaska you've got the um 11 doing her crazy ass shit and then the bad guy i think the bad guy is the scariest but most compelling and most interesting bad guy stranger things has had yet I've heard good things about him. I don't know anything. I'm very unspoiled. Please don't spoil yourself. I'm not. I'm not. It's been some serious effort because y'all are out there. But But definitely try to avoid the spoilers because I was spoiled. I worked really hard at it. I it, when it got to the reveal, I'm like, this would have been so cool if I hadn't have been spoiled. But I'm working my son very hard on and it. My husband weren't spoiled, and they were like, "Oh my god!" And I'm like, "Ah!" I, I know. Wish I hadn't been spoiled. I'm working really hard on it. Anytime I see stranger, I just like avert my eyes, and I'm just like, "Yeah, don't look at any pictures because it was like, a no picture that got me. I can't see like TV lines. Like I haven't gone on TV line. That was the first time when I looked up Colton's interview that I went on TV line but no I'm very careful on Twitter I'm hoping it's probably going to take at least another week before Lauren is finished I don't know actually I don't know because she can binge some stranger things in a very short amount of time it's a very bingeable show it's like only seven or eight episodes a season so it's not that long of a binge you just gotta like and this one is seven episodes but like I said very long episodes and it yeah it leaves on a cliffhanger and you're like I have to wait till July sons of biscuits The audacity. I'm here showing up for my ship, Hopper and Joyce, though. I'm oh, I'm get here a good, showing up you for get my a good moment. You get a good moment. He is such a smoke show. Oh, he's even smokier show in this one. I was rewatching season one and I was just like. I can't even tell you how, like what exactly it is. But season four, Hopper, is just like. It's a yeah. lot. He's a oh, lot. Oh, man. So good. He was kind of a lot in season one. I was rewatching season one, and I was like, mm. like, he was really physically violent in, like, <laughs> his need to protect women and children. And that's attractive. It's so attractive. It's really attractive. So, you know, I don't know what it is. It's just, like, the burly Mad Mountain kind of, like, I vibe. interesting thing um, in an interview about Stranger Things, this isn't where they said like in the first few seasons, you know, you always had the split up. You had the the kids, the teenagers, the adults, and the adult story was like Jaws and Close Encounters of the Third Kind and that kind of story, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Teenagers were like horror movies, like Friday the Thirteenth type stuff, mm-hmm. and then the kids, the little kids, were like ET and Goonies. Mm-hmm. And, but now in this latest season, the kids are teenagers now, you know, they're, they're yeah. in high school. Yeah. So it's, there's so many more teens. And so they really ramp up the horror movie aspect. Ooh, fun. Okay. And That's it's, fun. it's like, at, at some point you're like, 
I feel like I saw this movie before. <laughs> and then you find out like, oh yes, this is 100% like a rip like, on that particular Like an homage. Movie. They're homaging the shit out oh, of horror films. They homaged the ever-living shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's such a good season. It's I really love season three. Some people don't like season three. I'd say... Oh, I like season three. Yeah, season three was like really good. I liked I it better than two. I liked it better than two, too. This one is better than than two. It might be better than two. Two was kind of a snoozer. It might. This one might be better than three. Like, Ooh. it's 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 intense. Ooh. It's a lot. Ooh. And it's good. It's really good. I just can't believe how grown up the kids are looking now. Like, oh my god! When they especially showed, show, showed Lucas, I was like, "Get out of here!" Who is that? <laughs> I know. I'm like, they saw the promo of him coming out in the basketball, and I was like, "Excuse me, sir, Mr. Michael Jordan himself." I was like, "Hello, sir." He gets so cute all of a sudden. Very cute. I no. know, and like, I just feel like they're I just everything about them. It's it's, just, it's it's all a lot of like Mike like Mike looks the actor who plays Mike looks so different. Everybody looks different. Everybody's eye candy. There's a new guy called Eddie Munson, and he's eye candy, and it's just like. <laughs> and then you got like Enzo the Russian, and he's eye candy, and it's just like Yuri is also a little cute. I'm glad that they have not lost focus on the important things. Which you know, is visual so much gratification. Eye <laughs> so much eye candy. Did you know the gal who was in Anne with an E, the played Anne Shirley and Anne with an E, has yeah. a small part in this? Oh, oh, I love her. I mean, it's it's you almost blink and you miss it, but like if you know that that's her, well, you're like, oh my god, there she is. She got some work, so that's what matters. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, I'm ass. still so sad they canceled that show. Yeah. Stupid Netflix and being so stupid. Stupid Netflix. And their freaking cancellations. that I finished slash caught up with, we, okay. um, we watched the last episode of Under the Banner of Heaven last night. Yeah, so I saw, like, a little scene where they were like, oh, we should, like, talk more about people losing their religion. He was, like, kneeling and crying, and I was like, oh, this is going to take a sad turn. It, it really, it's, well, it's, I find it completely fascinating because the man, they really like, they do it so well to show that it's not just as simple as, you know, losing a religion, which it, of course isn't simple, but like it's so ingrained in his everyday life, his career, his family, like everything is deep deep in it and so like when he's starting to lose that like he's losing his grip on everything else in his life and it's just like well because they do they really order their family around it and it's like their social connection too which is huge it's super fascinating to kind of watch and I feel like I learned a lot of things about like Mormon history Mm -hmm. that I didn't didn't really know like there's yeah one massacre that happens that you see in the last oh yeah that episode yeah 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 i did see that they kind of touched on it briefly which was horrible and they they showed it and i was like dear fucking god i know it's just the things we do did you i mean still do it's just barbaric you're like okay it's even sadder when it's done like in the name of religion 
Like, yeah, exactly. Like, preach us out in the Bible with me, guys. (laughs) Show me where Jesus was talking about doing this. You know what's so crazy, too, is that's what the disciples thought that it was going to be about. They were like, they thought it was going to be like a war and they were going to be picking up some weapons and going to town. And Jesus was like, nah, we're not going to do that. I have, a, I have a different approach. One thing that I found interesting. And it befuddled them, but they were like, you know, so it's, it's crazy to me when people take that opposite. Like, it's literally the direct opposite of what Jesus was preaching. In, in, in this, it was kind of fascinating you really see the influence of kind of man's wants, man's desires kind of leading their faith. Like, I want to do this or I want to believe this one thing. So I'm going to believe then that God told me to do it. You know? Yeah. And it's just like, oh my God, that's so goddamn toxic, you guys. Yeah. Well, again, using religion as the club in which you can beat women with, again, like, everything is taken, the interpretation of text, I mean, it's no different than, you know, the Taliban interpreting their religion in this extremist way, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It just, it's the same thing with Christianity. They take these they cherry chick they cherry pick their bible passages first of all oh yeah 100 including forgetting and ignoring about 90 percent of the new testament um they hyper focus on one passage and mm-hmm. ignore all these and other like passages. you're like okay but like you know there's like part two to that and then he's like so we're not gonna do that anymore fyi um and they just use it as a club to beat women with mm-hmm. which again if you actually read the text in the bible no, I mean, it, it blows my mind. I mean, even just on Twitter, people using Bible passages in order to make their arguments. And like literally within the Bible passage, it's saying the direct opposite of what they're saying it says. Yes. <laughs> You're like, this shows a complete that what it says? <laughs> Like not even a little bit what it says. So, you know, I think... Um, I can see how this is a major struggle for this character. And it's a very Andrew Garfield road. just kills it. The like, dangerous road so you have good. to be very careful. Because I do believe that there are people inspired by the word of God and you know they they feel they're being called to a certain life to in you know living a certain way and spreading a message. And I think that can be wonderful, but Man, if you're hearing anybody preaching violence all about their own self-interest, you know, it's just automatically not the way it's intended. It's a huge red flag. You know what I mean? God anything, told me I need to have more than one wife. Right. It's like, oh, you know, no. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anytime you listen to like these Warren Jeffs guys, it's like, okay. It's just like you, you were on the right track a little and then you just go over the cliff and you are insane. And they just use it for their own gratification. And like, to me, those are not godly men. Those are evil men. Those are evil men who use Well, there's God. an awesome moment in the finale where, where Brenda, the, the poor woman mm-hmm. at, the, at the center of this whole thing, yeah. you know, they kind of get to the flashback to like what happened to her and what she says to them right before is is she's like listen 
you aren't godly men. You're going straight to hell. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I'm like, honest, yes, tell them, girl. Listen, if anybody's like, well, geez, Jen, how are you remain so optimistic? I have to tell you a good, solid part of my sanity in dealing with, like, the horrible tragedies in this world is that whatever punishment I can dream up is going to pale in comparison to the hell the good Lord is sending these people to. And I find it rather comforting. I really do. I find it very comforting that there is a hell. There are people who are going there and it's going to be disastrous for them. What does it, it does say? Because it does not getting justice in this world a little bit more. Um, what does it say know? when when you see the people like like in this in this show, you know, because this is based on a true story. In case anybody, yeah, it is. And know. trust me, there's some serious mental oh. illness here too. Like these, oh, yeah. these, like this is not representative of the actual Mormon religion. Like no, it's, these, this, these, this a, family, a really weird. Yeah, thing. I would argue but, this entire family is mentally ill. So, but, but a big caveat to but is they do show, even in the, the the Mormon the the, the regular Mormon church, the there's there's problems. problems. Yeah, there's there's a lot of issue and it's not cool. But um, no. Uh, aside from that, is it does it say something really bad about me that <laughs> whenever I see somebody who is 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 doing this, who is using the name of God to do like terrible things, would be terrible to other people? And I think you know, <laughs> you better hope you're right because if you're wrong. You're in for a rude awakening. <laughs> well, you know, I have that thought all the time. It's, it actually it encouraged me to, like, not have, not get into arguments with people. Yeah. Because it's like, I can go tw- 10 rounds with you about what this Bible passage really means. But let's, I, a lot of the times I'm just like, all right, let's just roll the dice. I'm good with what I believe. We'll sp- we're going to find out who's right someday. Yep. That's really where I'm at. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'll see. You. I'll see you there. We'll find. We'll find out who. Is we'll right settle who is up wrong. there. We'll right? settle this later. We're gonna settle this later. You know, and by later, I don't have to sell settle it. It's the good. I, again, I find that also extremely appealing of G, of God. That I don't have to decide the judgment for all of this stuff. You know. Um. Anyhow, but that's a really good show. So if anybody's like on the fence, you can. It is a good show. Room. It's it's like. It's Andrew Garfield I can be like and I really don't feel like I I understand how if you were a practicing Mormon this is probably not um you're going to be your favorite No you might want to like but speaking as a Catholic and we never have anything remotely positive <laughs> made about us in any movie or television show ever uh I think you can still glean uh good stuff yeah, because it's it's, it's, it's and the and the, the 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 people who did the show have have actually I went and um, retweeted an article this morning where they were talking about they're like Mormonism really is just the background for American Christianity because it is kind of like the most American Christianity there is because it's created here, you know, it's right. And, and they're saying, you know, there, there's more being said here than just about this. It's, it's this, it's a greater Mm -hmm. about your extremism. 
Mm-hmm. And so it's got a really a really cool message that I hope more more people check it check out. I mean, Andrew Garfield's character is and his family and his I especially like his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I after after the penultimate episode, the second to last, I like her less. Oh really? <laughs> okay, that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't caught up. So I still think I'm an episode or two behind. Yeah, she she's but like, I, I like, like her, this stuff. Like her response to what he's going through did not impress me. Mm. Well, again, here's the thing: it's difficult when you have two when you have two people who are in different places in terms of their spirit spirituality and religious perspectives and especially when one is struggling and one is not but there's there's one thing for and you have to be so say, careful i want you to, you to join yeah. me here no i don't want to and it's a whole nother thing when the person's saying here's where i am and being like well you're just gonna have to fucking get your shit together yeah you know it's that that's so let's not do that such lack of understanding and it, like i say it kind of it kind I of changed my opinion of her well, I mean, I mean, I think if you if you have if you are a religious person and you say that you've never had any doubts, you never had any any issues with your faith or your church, I just don't know if that's fully accurate. She's you know? literally I mean, said to him at one point, "I want to raise my girls with a man of faith, and either that's going to be you or it's going to be somebody else." Whoa! And I'm like. Mm, that's not cool. <laughs> or we could approach it as, honey, why don't you talk to me about what's going on with you? Where is your crisis coming from? Where can How I help you? How about we ambush him at work with somebody from the church? Oh my gosh. Yeah. See, these aren't great. No. Don't do that. Be supportive. She was But not it supportive. does happen. But see, marriages do fall apart. Some people lose their faith. Some people lose religion. And some people don't want to be married to a person. Like, I get it if it's like, this is really an insurmountable thing that we cannot solve. But flip but side, it, it you made like the vows, honey. used as a cudgel to make him no. feel things that he yeah. wasn't feeling. No. And it's like, you can't do that. No. It's so hard, though. It's so hard when it's like, stop blackmailing people he's like this is like because i see her character and like this is her life like this is her whole life and she's been indoctrinated to believe certain things too so i'm sure it sends her world on a spin that the head of the household the husband is not you know on this very steady course and knowing exactly where he's going so, but, but yeah, know, let's, 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 let's not, sometimes. let's not, let's not like be nasty about it though. Like everyone can, yeah. can like I different... say, at the same time, that can also just be marriage. You know, things yeah. change, people change yeah. and you have to be willing to go you on the road together. It. Yeah. You can't just be like, wow. Can't be like, well, this isn't what I signed up for. I'm out. Bye. I mean, there's <laughs> been time. I mean, Nick and I were, when we first met, very different places spiritually in our relationships with the church, um, very different. I would say then it flipped later on again. And you, you have to like, 
be understanding and work together through it and understand that your spiritual journey is not going to be, it's not like a carbon copy of your partners. Like it's everyone's at a different spot. Be at the same place at the same time all the time. Exactly. I mean, I, I tell you, I really, that the priest that I spoke to when I was really ticked off after my sister's, um, uh, stillbirth. I, he was really helpful. And I do, I remind myself of what he said. He's like, so I was like, I'm pretty freaking pissed and I don't really want to be here anymore. He's like, yeah, me too. I'm like, what? Fair. And he's like, you know, should we start a list? <laughs> I was like, do you want to use your time to make a list, Jennifer? I'm like, I would. I would, in fact, like to make a list. He's like, let's do it. So, you know, and he's like, I'm with you, man. This is bullshit on a lot of it. Like, I don't get it either. Like, I'm pretty crabby with him about it, too. I talk to him quite frequently about how crabby I am with God. Like, that helped me, you know, because it is. It's a very human relationship. We're humans. You know, understanding bigger scale, what's the plan and all this insanity is very difficult. So you really have to approach your spouses the same way. It's like, oh, hey, I don't always know everything I believe in what's going on in my life. So why am I expecting that of my, of my spouse? That seems really unfair. Yeah. Also, he's investigating a horrific murder. So like, well, like I don't do you know. Want like, to stop investigating and, and just let these people who did it go free. The church right. turns out, yes, they would have liked him to let it go because as well, soon as they yeah. felt there was, there what was, else is new? There was roots in Mormon history. They well, were like, why? Well, yeah. this is going to make us look bad. Never, so you got to stop doing it. Never underestimate an institution's willingness to forfeit individuals in favor and protection of the institution. That's just gross to me. When reality is, <sighs> it should be the opposite. The institution is there to protect the individual. The individual yes. is not there to protect the institution. But right. it's flipped a lot. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you know, the only way you can really hold major institutions like this responsible in a lot of ways is film and television. I wish it was more balanced. I don't see a lot of good movies and good perspectives on religion. Did I say there actually are? But unfortunately, they don't have. Near they the don't same get the press. play. Yeah, yeah, they don't get the marketing. So and they don't get the attention. So it's like they're hard to find. I agree with you. They are totally there. And that was too much of a blanket statement for me. They are totally there. It's just <laughs> they they're hard to find. They are hard to find. They're hard to find. So, yeah, but I, you know, I don't necessarily I don't mind movies and televisions saying hey this is hypocritical and uh doesn't make a lot of sense and it's abuse of power and calling into question the negative things about a a religion and saying is this right is this fair is this okay i don't don't have a problem with that at all i think that's a i think it's actually one of the more powerful um weapons of society when the institutions are not protecting you, in fact, when they are the very thing that's attacking you in a lot of ways, sometimes that's publicity, news, negative press. That's the only weapon you have. So have at it. Also, um, the murder investigation of two of a, of a woman and a baby and her baby. And these guys were baby crazy. Guys. They were a insane. Baby. So 
yeah, I think he's going to have some problems with it. FYI, especially when the church is just like, maybe don't like investigate this horrific murder. Okay, that's going to happen. Maybe just be concerned about protecting the church. And he's like, how about you fuck yourself? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) here's the thing. He can still be, here's the thing. You can still be Mormon and say, no, I'm not going to protect the church. It doesn't make him any less Mormon. You should see what this one guy did. I was about ready to go throw hands. The Mormon church to be better. That's required. Um, Okay, switching gears, 100%. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Haven't seen it. Okay, so you have to to explain a little controversy to me. Everybody was flipping out about Leia knowing who Ben Kenobi is. She knows in Star Wars. That's what I was like. Because like, she, she knows his name is Ben Kenobi in Star Wars. I don't understand. Was, there was a lot of my Twitters about it. About you know, here's Leia what it is. Here's Obi-Wan. what it comes down to. Here's what it comes down to. Like, what the fuck? I'll tell you exactly what it comes Lay down to. Lay it on me. It's I'm the same story, different verse for Star Wars fans. Sexism, racism, whatever rearing its head there's um a female character played by a lovely black woman who's extremely talented and she's kicking ass in this show okay yeah she's doing amazing things people hate her and it's and it's the the kind of the brie larson captain marvel oh she's just written badly like written badly in air quotes like come yeah, on guys. they're all written badly they're, they're all, always written badly it's all like not canon or this isn't a real star Here's wars the, character the I'm reason like, people don't didn't like little kid leia which i love little kid leia and if i like that's an there's a red little play. kid leia in the show oh sorry spoiler uh, i'm so excited <laughs> It's it's honestly the coolest thing in the world. Oh, it's so such excited. a good thing. What a Anyhow, good idea. Anyways. The best thing, I love her because she is literally little kid Leia. Like, you She's think about little Leia. Leia. And you oh, think about how she would act. And it's like, that is that, absolutely that 100% how she acts. Mm-hmm. But she's also 10 years old. And so she acts exactly like a 10-year-old, very <laughs> precocious little girl. Right. So, like, yeah, she's got a little bit of a brat in her, and she knows too much for her own good. Like, literally at one Have point... Have you met Leia? At, literally <laughs> at one point, Obi-Wan, who was there when she was born and knows very well how old she is, stares at her after she says something to him and says, how old are you? <laughs> like, it's literally, it's perfect. It's the best thing in the world. And people mm. hate it because why? She's making mm. things difficult for Obi-Wan. Well, listen, uh-huh. that's why we have a show, you guys. Listen, Obi-Wan <laughs> was a fairly spectacularly failure. He, like, his pad one or whatever turned out to be the greatest evil well, in the galaxy. That's the next best thing about this show is that they're really diving into his feelings about that. Like, you get Good. the sense watching him. This is a man who's very depressed. Well, yeah. And he's very resigned. And he has just given up on everything. Mm. And he's asked to do this by an old friend, and he doesn't want to, but, like, he's Mr. Jedi Man. He can't say no when somebody needs his help. So he goes, and he's just like, and then this little person he had to take care of is making life difficult. People are like, I hate her. She's terrible. I'm like, no, she's doing exactly what she's supposed to, because he has to kind of confront these feelings of his. Yeah. 
Well, you know? and Leia's presence itself is a painful reminder. Yeah, of I won't what give any more spoilers, wrong. but. Yeah. Jones but I'm glad they're appear. diving into it because I always felt like that was a huge fail. Like that, there's just this massive gap of time, you know, that never really gets um, dealt with. Dealt with, yeah. It's yeah. like he just shows up and it's like all cool and calm and. Oh yeah, you get the sense that he totally has all his shit together. He's all this his shit together. Obi-Wan, no shit together. None. I mean, if you were, listen, you guys, I know everybody loves the original movies, but they were sex. I mean, I was listening to a comedian and they were like watching Grease about how how he's le- joking around about how kids um, had watched had watched Grease for the first time. And they were like, oh, my gosh, this is like homophobic and sexist. And he was like, yeah, it was a movie made in the 70s about the 1950s. Like, <laughs> That's surprised. all we made back then was sexist and homophobic movies. Like, I don't know. I know you weren't alive during I know you weren't time, alive, but, but like, that was kind of our wheelhouse. That's what this we did. So, <laughs> literally everything is going to be so that. So, anytime somebody says, oh, I want to go back to those good old days, to be like, mm, but were they do, really? Do you? Do you? <laughs> yeah. So, I, I can see, like, every time I rewatch the originals, I'm like, eh, they weren't that great. <laughs> like, I love them because, of course, the nostalgic. Nostalgic, but, yeah. But, like, and I, but, like, yeah, there's, there's problems. There's listen, Luke is a pain in the ass. Oh, I never did like Luke. I will be honest. Pretty about boy that. Luke Skywalker. He's like the he's he's Frodo. Luke's Frodo. my friends and I used to like joke about how whiny and terrible Luke was. He's terrible. He's and so when whiny. one of us would like complain about something, one of our you know one or more of the friends would go, Uncle Owen, you know, because we were whining like Luke Skywalker. Like, it became, like, a thing a that thing. synonymous with. I know. We've had our Luke Skywalker rants. He's my Frodo of the Star Wars generation. He's pretty terrible. I've never been a huge Luke Skywalker The fan. only Luke Skywalker moment that I was like, yeah, man, was when he shows up, spoiler, in... Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. But he says... Luke Skywalker very- was 110% better in the sequel trilogy than he was in the original yeah. trilogy. But... The sequel trilogy, yep, and then, but also when he showed up, what was the Netflix show with Baby Yoda? Oh, no. The Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yes, because he said cool. he just did cool shit, and he didn't say very much. <laughs> well, that's how did, I like my Luke. He did. He did in Book of Boba Fett. Oh, you did, did you miss that part? Yeah, I think Maddie might have told me what happened, and it was some bullshit because it Baby was Yoda some serious bullshit. Baby because Yoda's got a pick; he can't do yes because Mando showed up. Skywalker. Mando made him yeah a little chainmail vest. That's it. Yeah, yeah, out of his armor. Yes, and brought it, and so Luke gave it to put it in front of Baby Yoda, and he put a lightsaber down. And he's like, listen. You can pick one, but you can't have both. And I'm like, well, you're just a little. He's baby Yoda. He can do whatever the <laughs> fuck he wants, Luke. Shut up. No one's interested. Honestly, I've seen a lot of discussion that, like, the real downfall of the Jedi, you can say what you will about the Empire, about Order 66, the dark side, blah, blah, blah. The real downside of the Jedi was their religious, Hubris. strict dogma. You know, you can't get married. You can't do yeah. this. You can't well, have hate anything. You can't love anything. You can't 
have any family members or emotional ties and it's like it's really a weird like have no feelings ever exactly and like, like that's okay fucking sustainable all right, that's what i'll do that makes <laughs> sense for the next freaking 80 years i'm just not gonna feel shit that's why it was so cool like in the in the pre- preparation for watching obi-wan they recommended some clone wars episodes and one of the arcs that they showed was obi-wan and his relationship with satine and you're like, you're seeing that Obi-Wan regrets not pursuing that relationship. Yeah. And I saw somebody on TikTok say that, like, they think that's the reason why Obi-Wan didn't fight back more against Anakin and Padme's relationship is because he's like, well, maybe... I shouldn't have fought back against my relationship with Satine. I oh, could have been together and be happy. And I'm like, that's such a cool way to look at that. Because, I mean, how did he not see it? Anakin's the father, isn't he? You think? Yeah, see, he knew. He's the only male in her age group she ever spends any time with, other than you. Are you, are you having sex with her, Oldie? No? Yeah, it's Anakin. <laughs> At one point, little little kid Leia asks Obi Wan if if he's her dad, and the oh. look on his face. Oh, dad, <laughs> I want to cry. Oh, and also Obi Wan, prior to this show, did not know that Anakin wasn't dead. Interesting. Let me tell you, big fucking surprise for him when he found out that oh. he was in fact alive. Dun dun dun. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> there was some emotions had. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's going to be fucked up when he sees him for the first time. <laughs> Go, watch like, oh. Go watch it. Go watch it. I'm going to. I'm going to. We got to. I know. I'm going to. Because I'm not going to spoil anything, but he might. Okay, I know. We'll get might, our. We'll might, do it next week. Him. I'll tell Meg next week is Obi-Wan. This weekend, we'll do Obi-Wan. We're seeing Top Gun. We can top Top Gun, and then we do Obi-Wan. Yes. Okay. All right, guys. Have a wonderful weekend. Yes. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to listen next week. Subscribe to Watch Over on iTunes or Google Play. And look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. Bye. Bye.